When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years, and he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another installment of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, you can find this podcast, 
bunch of other podcasts on there from every sport, fantasy sports, uh, there's blogs, uh, and then there's other stuff outside of sports that are on there, which is fantastic. It's a growing network, bunch of stuff on there. Go check it out. Go check out the sponsors that are with the Belly Up Sports. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. Leave comments down below. Uh, leave your thoughts. Leave how to improve. Um, share it out, please. And thank you. If you're listening to audio form, it can be listened to anywhere. You listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, iHeart. It's on Spreaker now. It's on Pandora. Uh, you know, literally wherever you listen to a podcast, the podcast can be found there. So please leave a review, like it, subscribe to it, and all that good stuff. Uh, I thank you, everybody that listens. Um, again, please make sure to check out the live Sunday shows at 10 a.m. where I go live with Brad Miller and Coach West. We will be breaking down Illinois football. Uh, for better or worse, we will be breaking down Illinois football. We will also be talking about other things that go on in college football. And then going to try to have weekly episodes where I talk about Big Ten football uh, and how that conference is going, for who they play, how, you know, wins and losses, how the teams are looking, have another episode talking about other things in college football, and then try to have an NFL one where we talk about anything in the NFL or the, just the Chicago Bears, uh, for better or worse, the Chicago Bears, yes, Illinois and Chicago Bears. And they also have weekly episode where I try to talk to uh, a coach or anybody in around the country. Those will be released here looking three to five episodes a week, which is a lot, but to try to grow the podcast and everything else. So again, please go check out bellyupsports.com. Check out all the other stuff. Please like and subscribe. And betting season's underway. You have plenty of games to bet on. You have NFL. You have college. You have baseball. College basketball will be starting soon. NBA is going to be starting soon. Uh, go on to my bookie and you use the code BellyUpFantasy. It's going to double your first deposit. So you give them 200 bucks. Now you've got 400 bucks. You give them 100 bucks. You got 200 bucks. If you just want to put in 50, now you've got 100. Uh, if you would have made the bet on last night, like I put out there, uh, if you took um, Carolina plus seven and a half and to win the game, and you used my booking, and used the code BellyUpFantasy, and you double your first deposit. So if you gave them 100, you got 200, and you just bet the 100, you would have made a lot of money. Uh, if you're going to use it to the uh, college sports, use it for that. So go do that. It helps support this show. It helps support the Belly Up Podcast Network to grow and to be able to do more things, provide more shows. So please go do all that. Thank you so much. Today's episode, we're going to dive in. A little behind. A little behind, like I said, uh, when we try to go live or try to do these. Life could happen, but, you know, we, we all have a life. We all have stuff going on. We got to deal with it. Going to dive into some NFL talk. Not going to get too crazy around the NFL. We're going to stick to the Chicago Bears. Um, now, before the season started, me, Coach West, and Brad Miller, we were all Bears fans. We decided we got to be a fan of another sport, so we decided, or another team, so we put it out there, and you, the people, decided that we were going to be Colts fans. Now, after watching the Browns, I think I'm not a Browns fan, so i got to be Bears, Colts, Browns, yes, I know, whatever. But for right now, for the sake of purposes, until it gets this rolling, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bears. Now, the whole thing going in with Chicago has been their quarterback situation. Coming into the season, they drafted Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Right before that, they signed Andy Dalton. I've had my issues and everything with that. 
coming into the season, you know, they, you know, I am predicting they are going to get under eight wins only because of how the offense looks. Who's calling the plays? If Matt Nagy is still there calling the plays, they are not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win the eight to nine games, 10 games, whatever they need. We've already seen the type of play calling he's had the first two weeks. Um, so this is going to be about Chicago Bears. Going to give my thoughts on Justin Fields. Um, so we're going to go dive back a little bit into the past. Bears are currently sitting at 1-1. One and one. Week 1, they were Sunday night primetime. I have no idea why. They lose to the Rams 34-14. to 14, And people kind of quickly went to, well, if Justin Fields would have started, they would have won. Um, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Then they play the Bengals. Uh, and they only win twenty to seventeen. The Bengals are that coach. They have Joe Burrow, who is a pretty good quarterback. He is towards ACL uh, has come back, looks pretty good. But Cincinnati has a terrible offensive line. They probably have just as bad an offensive line as the Chicago Bears, if not worse. So the Bears are sitting at one and one. They're going to travel to Cleveland this Sunday to play uh, my new team that I'm a fan of, the Cleveland Browns, who I think are looking pretty damn good. I think Baker Mayfield has figured it out. I think the play calling over there has figured it out. And once they're healthy, watching them play against the Kansas City Chiefs is just, they were on fire. They were flying around the field. They were making tackles. They were moving the ball. So I think the Bears are going to have a real tough time with that. But looking at the Bears overall, they are not looking too good. The only time their defense has shown up has been against Cincinnati. Um, people were quickly to br- to blame uh, Andy Dalton when they lost to the Rams. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the Rams are poised to make a Super Bowl run. Having Matthew Stafford at quarterback, the weapons on offense, Sean McVay calling plays. That defense was, I believe, the number one in the NFL last year. And you still have a lot of – I think they have pretty much the entire defense except for a couple pieces. They are coming back. So they're poised for a Super Bowl run. The Bears are poised for another first-round draft pick. Well, we, we traded them away, so we're not going to get them. We're poised to just barely get out of the NFC North. Now, I think right now we're sitting at the first spot, so it's it's whatever. But people were quickly to blame Andy Dalton. One of the things talked about with that game, if you look at the play calling that they did, Matt Nagy was calling plays with short routes because he knew that he's going to get a pass rush. The offensive line's not the best. The guy get rid of the ball in like two seconds. So he can only he was only calling short routes for that situation. Now, Steve, you just complimented Matt Nagy. Yes, that stuff makes sense, but you got to take deep shots. Sean Payton always says you got to take two a quarter, so eight a game. Take a deep shot. Show them that you can do it. Not necessarily have to complete it, but if you're like, man, they just threw a 60-yard bomb, well, now the corners and safeties have to respect that. Andy Dalton gets rid of the ball fast. Andy Dalton can read a defense. He's not going to go out there and give you like a 400-yard passing game all the time. He's not going to go out there and give you a 300-yard passing game all the time. Uh, The Bears offense, I don't even know. I don't even know. We used to say they were just run, 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 pass, or pass, 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 run. They forced Mitch Trubisky to just be a pocket quarterback. Well, now, Matt Nagy, you have a pocket quarterback in Andy Dalton, who I think 
is not quite past his prime, but he's not in his prime anymore. He's not to the point where it's it's too much. You know, he's way past his prime. He's at the point now where he's just going to be able to manage the game. He's going to be able to read the defense. And he gets rid of the ball quick. They were showing it was like 1.8 seconds, 2.1 seconds. And one thing they talked about in the preseason was Justin Fields does not get rid of the ball that quickly. So against a defense like that, is Justin Fields is going to hold on to it. And I believe I said that when he was in college. He holds on the ball too long because he's a one-read quarterback, maybe a two-read quarterback, if that. And he's looking to take the deep shot. Or he locks in onto a receiver. Now, in the NFL, maybe he, maybe he got better at this. I don't know. But at Ohio State, he locked on to his main receiver. I can't remember his name because I don't care because it's Ohio State. And he would lock on. I've seen him overthrow a post by 10 yards. I've seen him lock on to a receiver. When he doesn't have receivers like the Bears, they really don't have like a guy that they're going to go to like maybe Allen Robinson and all that but whatever they don't really have that right now the only person they kind of have is uh David Montgomery who has gotten a lot faster now David Montgomery has been training to do like the speed-based training which I know that's not what it's called if you listen to my other shows I talked about Alabama that's what they do David Montgomery did that in the offseason after he hurt his knee and he's gotten a lot faster I think he's gotten two miles an hour faster or something like that I can't He's trained with a guy named Chris Corfus up here in Illinois in the suburbs and has gotten a lot faster. So one of the knocks on Justin Fields from that game was he, he'll hold on to the ball too long. And against a defense like that, you got to realize, he, and he did Ohio State because in college, and you're at Ohio State, and you're playing Purdue, and I love my Illinois, but you're playing Illinois, you're playing Purdue, Indiana before they start to get okay. Like you're playing teams like that, you can hold on to the ball a little longer. You're able to take off. You're able to break tackles. And so I think that, well, that was one of the knocks was he holds on, he holds on the ball too long. He would take big hits or he's going to try to run out of it. Well, not in the NFL. I'm not saying he can't outrun people. I'm not saying he can't make a move. I'm not saying this, but it's the NFL where if somebody gets a hold on to you, you're going to go down. That's just what it is. But people wanted to blame Andy Dalton for that game. I blame the whole offense. I blame the play calling. Defense was getting up big plays. I think the Rams were just better. Um, again, we have a new defensive coordinator, so we're trying to figure out that defense as well. So a lot of things were going on, and you got the Rams, who all they did was replace the quarterback and Matthew Stafford. They have the same offense. They can do a little bit of other things with him, like deeper throws. And no offense, Jared Goff. I think Matthew Stafford can manage the game. So just. These Bears fans need to stop blaming Andy Dalton for that loss or say that Justin Fields would have came into that game and won you the game. I don't think so. I think if Aaron Donald got a hold of him, he's not going anywhere. Um, They're just fast. They fly around. I don't think that's what would have happened. Then against Cleveland, or uh, Cleveland, excuse me, Cincinnati, you know, the Bears looked okay. Um, their defense showed up. I know they had like three interceptions in a row on Joe Burrow. And they still managed to almost lose the game. Andy Dalton was actually looking pretty good. He was throwing the ball where he needed to. He's doing the short passes, intermediate or medium passes. We don't really throw the ball deep, even with Justin Fields. Now then, Andy Dalton looked good. He was actually running. He was running outside the pocket and getting a couple first downs. And he's an old man in the NFL world. But he was... Putting the ball where it needed to be. He was managing the game well. Matt Nagy is still a, not a great NFL play caller. Not saying I could do much better, but when you're watching the game and you're like, 
what game plan did you come up with? That's the thing with like armchair quarterbacks or us on Sundays when we're sitting in the chair. We don't know what the game plan is. We did not watch film on Cincinnati from their first game. We don't do any of that. So we don't really know what his game plan was, but you do have to question sometimes like, what are you doing? Like, Matt Nagy, I think, needs to go, or he hires an offensive coordinator and just becomes a CEO. Now, the defense did play better. You know, they got those three interceptions, but then the Bears tried to lose the game. Now, Andy Dalton's looking pretty good. You know, he's putting the ball where he needs to. Like I said, he's getting rid of the ball quick. He's being very accurate, and this is what you need out of Andy Dalton. Um, But again, people want to blame because Andy Dalton was 9 for 11. He only had 56 yards. He was averaging 5.1 yards a completion and had a touchdown. And he only took one sack. Had a QBR of uh, 81.3 and, uh, you know, whatever you want to look at that. I thought he was he was doing pretty good, and then he was running outside the pocket. And then um, when he ran, he like his knee buckled. And people need to know when your knee buckles like that, something's rubbing against each other. Some bone or some muscle is going to touch something that's not supposed to do that. And it's very uncomfortable. If you've ever hurt your knee, it is very uncomfortable. Um, so he has to come out because it's bruised. So now Justin Fields comes in, and then the whole world exploded. Justin Fields! Justin Fields! Yes, we have our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, playing quarterback. Again, people need to realize, I don't even think it was Mitch Trubisky's fault. I'm not saying that he's better than Justin Fields. I'm not saying Justin Fields is better than Mitch Trubisky. I think Justin Fields is more athletic. But people need to realize, NFL coaches force these players sometimes most of the time, to do what they want to do instead of the coach saying, well, he can do this. Why don't I do call this? Does that make sense? Again, if Nick Saban can stand there in college and say, well, we don't really do this backpedal or the stance if the player can't do it, if he can do something else, that's what we're going to do. I think even with Tom Brady, Tom Brady can kind of throw the deep ball, but I think Bruce Arians was like, well, I got Tom Brady who can do really good short passes. He can run, throw the medium passes, and then those open up a a longer play. Why don't I just do that? And they figured it out the second half of their season. They won the Super Bowl. In 2018, when the Bears had the doink, but we we won a lot of games. Um, Mitch was getting outside the pocket. They were running him. They were doing zone reads, power reads. I'm a broken record. If you did all that with Justin Fields, got him outside the pocket. If you got him outside the pocket and then once in a while kept him in the pocket to throw, yeah, probably be pretty good. But he's a one-read quarterback again. You have like another Mitch Trubisky here. Maybe just a little more upside. Now, before I get on this rant, I think Justin Fields is a good player. I think he's a good athlete. From what I've heard and seen, he is studying the game and trying the best that he can to the best of his ability and working very hard. And I respect that, and that's what you need. He had good numbers at Ohio State. I just think in the draft we could have gotten Lyman. I think Lyman was the bigger issue. 
I think Matt Nagy is a bigger issue than Mitch Trubisky. I think Matt Nagy is going to be more of a problem than Justin Fields. So I have to put that out there. My huge problems with Justin Fields as well, it's Ohio State fans, and they're the most sensitive fans in the world when it comes to football. But, and they're not, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Matt Nagy is going to be the bigger issue with this than Justin Fields because of the play calling. And then Justin Fields make comments about, you know, the game is actually pretty slow. And then he gets rocked. And he got rocked like a hurricane. Just bam! Broken jaw. So, and I want to put that out there. And I think there's upside, which is why they probably drafted him. But the problem is as soon as you draft a guy that has these big numbers from Ohio State, who when he was at Ohio State, had a good offensive line, played teams like Purdue and Illinois and Indiana and all that. Now, he did win big games, but you're playing teams like that. You have two running backs that at any point in time can give you 150 yards of rushing, if not both, in the same game. So when you have this big rushing attack, it opens up the pass game. People don't realize that when they go back and look at Ohio State. I've seen him read stuff, just one read quarterback. Now, can he get better at that? Absolutely. If you play call for him right, can he be very good? Absolutely. And I hope he is very good, and I hope some of the things I say, I am wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will hop back on here and say I am wrong 100%. Most of the people I get in this talk with or debate, if you want to call it, I agree with. We we agree Matt Nagy's the problem, and I tell them that I hope that they that Justin Fields does pretty well, but I just don't see it right now. I think my biggest problem is they're saying he's going to do it now, like he's going to win now. Like, he's our Lord and Savior. He is Tim Tebow from Florida, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, coming in to win the game. And I just don't see it yet. Now, as the season goes on, yes. I just don't think he's ready for it. He'll go out there and compete and try, and I respect it. I just don't see it happening with who's calling plays. If we had Doug Peterson, I think we'd be fine. But not with Matt Nagy. If he, even if he was a quarterback with Andy Reid, I think he would be very good and do very well. Just for right now, I don't see it, so I have to put that out there. But I think he'll be good, or I hope he's going to be good. I just think we should have gotten some linemen. They could have gotten, like, whatever. So Justin Fields comes into the game, and he don't has a bruised knee. Here's the thing. Justin Fields was 6-13 for 60 yards. 4.6 yards of completion with an interception. He got sacked twice. His QBR was 4.5. And he fumbled the ball. Now, he got the ball back, but to me, that's, he fumbled the ball. He had a couple good breakout of the pockets. But Andy Dalton did it, too. Not quite with the contact. I understand that. But he did it, too. So, I don't want to hear it. Maybe like, he had a great game. No, he came in. And kind of did what he needed to do, which I respect as part of the game plan. Defense had three interceptions. But then we come out. Matt Nagy has him throwing the ball when we're up. Throw an interception. Bengals come back. They can score. Trying to come. Like, they could have came back and won this this game. So I don't want to hear how Andy Dalton had, like, this great, I believe it was second quarter and the second half. It wasn't this fantastic thing that was off the charts. So I think people need to stop. Like, they want this to be so good. Now, this is no offense to some of the guys I get in talks with. 
I respect them. And we agree probably 95% of the time. And I think that if they listen to this, you know who you are. I respect you guys. You know, consider you guys like in this coaching world, coaching friends and all that. And it's not you. I'm going after other people. You guys said like he had a decent game. You're not telling me he had a great game. So this is not to you. But there are people out there putting how he had this great game. There's other podcasts that are just on the Bears that say, oh, he had this fantastic game and everything else. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Now, is part of that Matt Nagy's fault? Absolutely. So we're not going to complain Justin Fields. But he didn't quit acting like he came in, went 15 of 20 passing with 200 and some yards and a half and two touchdowns. Like, that's not what happened. Now, and then, before we, this isn't going to be a long episode. One thing I saw was, well, he did throw a dime. He threw that one in the end zone. It was right there. Should have been caught. I understand it. It happens to quarterbacks all the time. So what I saw was, well, if it wasn't for the drops, Justin Fields would have been better. Are you kidding me? If that's where we're going, then we go back and we look at Mitch Trubisky, where I believe in 2019, the Bears had 30 drops or something like that or more. If they would have called those, uh, Mitch Trubisky would have been good. You can do that every Sunday. Well, if the receivers wouldn't have dropped the ball, if this wouldn't have happened, if this wouldn't have happened, I never want to hear that. You can't sit there and say, well, if the receivers catch the ball, they don't drop the ball. You can say that for every freaking quarterback. Now we're really digging deep into the cookie jar, hoping that there's a cookie in there before mom comes home and we can eat the last cookie. Before dad comes home, we're trying to get the cookie. But there's no cookie. There's crumbs. You're you're digging too deep. You're trying to find China through the earth where it's not. Like, you're trying to find something that's not there. Don't say that, oh, because the receivers dropped the ball, it would have been good. No, stop. Just stop. Just let him develop. And I will back off. You guys back off and quit saying how great he is. Now, is he a good athlete? Can he kind of throw the ball? Yes, but I don't know if he's that great. Now, as he's going to start against the Browns. And I'm sorry to tell you right now, the Browns are pretty good. He's going into the dog pound. Now, they're saying that he's never lost a game in the state of Ohio or something or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. If, if Matt Nagy comes in and changes the play call and adapts it to him, they have a chance to win that game. But outside of him, the rest of the offense is a little shaky. So it doesn't look good going into Cleveland. Cleveland has a good defense, a decent defense. They were holding Kansas City up until the end. Their offense is starting to figure out where, you know, the play calling, you know, when you give Baker Mayfield some confidence, the whole offense some confidence, they look pretty good. So you're looking at all that. So I don't know if they go into the dog pound and win. Justin Fields is going home, back to Ohio. I don't. That's not where he's from. But, you know, he played at Ohio State for a while. That's where he's going. And I hope the Bears win. It's just going to be a tough one going in Cleveland. It's not like he's going to start against – if he would have started against the Bengals, maybe he would have had a better game. But quit saying he had this great game against Cincinnati. Quit saying if the receivers would have caught these passes that he would have, you know, oh, that's why his numbers are 6 for 13 or whatever. Well, I could say the same thing. If Andy Dalton's 9 for 11 and two guys drop the ball, I could sit there and say, well, if he was 11 for 11, if you go to Tom Brady, if he throws the ball 40 times but only has 24 completions, well, if those other, you know, 16 would have caught the ball, 
he would have had these amazing numbers. You can say that for every quarterback. So quit digging into the cookie jar. Quit going deep into the earth trying to find China. Quit going to try to find, you know, this this pot of gold thing that you're trying to find. Quit digging forward and just watch the game and just kind of realize, yeah, that's kind of a weird, like a, like not the right thing to say to say that if he's going to be good or not. That's not where we need to be going. That's not what we need to be doing. Um, so quit digging deep for that. Um, but I do think Matt Nagy needs to go. I think this playing both quarterbacks back and forth needs to go. I hope Andy Dalton is healthy. I hope Justin Fields does play well. I hope he does get better. We, I can't say that enough. I hope. I think we all agree on that. Um, so hopefully they will get better. Um, but the Browns are very good. I am now. I'm loving the Browns. The way they play, how hard they hit, how hard they run the ball, their offense, how tough their defense is. Just very, very. I think they're gonna beat some people this year. And unfortunately, they're probably going to beat my Bears this weekend. But, yeah. Okay, well, this is going to be a short episode. Some of these are going to be longer. Again, life happens. You have to make, you know, do whatever. So what I want to do, and I put out there, I put the Houston was going to win last night. and I, Or, uh, excuse me, Carolina was going to beat Houston and said, you know, minus the points. So I'm going to go through and tell you. I'm going to go through. NFL is a lot easier to pick than college. So we're going to go through each game. I'm going to tell you who's going to win. And then there's some I'm gonna and I'm gonna have a couple bets where I'm gonna tell you to take minus the points or plus the points as well. So we're gonna go through. I said Carolina minus seven and a half, and they did. Next game, Arizona playing Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is a free for all. I think that there's turmoil in the coaching uh, offices with Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer might leave after this. Try to go take the USC job and go back to college. Right now, they have Jackson, uh, Arizona, excuse me, minus seven and a half versus Jacksonville. I think that um, you take. I think Arizona wins, and I think they um, uh, will be minus seven and a half for that game. Uh, that is my lock. So I have a lock. If you'll go to sneaky, then I'll just go through the rest. But the ones I'm telling you, like hundred percent to go bet on, my lock is Arizona minus seven and a half versus Jacksonville. My feel-good one is Green Bay plus three and a half versus San Francisco. I think Green Bay is going to finally figure it out. If their defense can hold up and Aaron Rodgers shows up and beats Aaron Rodgers and, you know, in the media would just get Aaron Rodgers back and just let him do his thing, I think they win that game. My sneaky pick, because Dallas's offense looks, Dak looks pretty good. I think Dallas is minus three and a half versus Philadelphia, even though I'm a Justin Hurts fan. I'm, that's my sneaky pick. Dallas minus three and a half versus Philly. So if you want to win some money, hop on that one. Indianapolis plays the Tennessee Titans. Indianapolis has still a good defense. Still some players on offense. But Carson Wentz has uh, two ankle sprains at one time. So Indianapolis plays Tennessee. Tennessee is minus five and a half. I think Tennessee wins that game. I just don't know if it's going to be minus five and a half. I could see it being a three-point game, but Tennessee's going to win this game. Baltimore plays Detroit. Detroit is playing a lot tougher, but it's still Detroit. Until they figure it out, um, you know, it's going to be a little tough. I think they'll figure it out later in the season. Um, if Lamar Jackson comes back and he's feeling good, um, they're going to win that game right now. Uh, Baltimore is minus eight and a half. I think you take Baltimore uh, minus the points. Washington football team will play Buffalo. Buffalo is minus seven. Washington football team is playing a lot tougher. They have a lot of confidence, but it is Buffalo. They have the playmakers. 
they have Allen at quarterback, so I think that the Buffalo minus seven is perfect. They're going to win about by about seven. New Orleans will play New England. New Orleans did not look the same. They were out probably six to eight coaches. Um, that's a big, big deal, um, but it is New England. Um, you do have Bill Belichick going up against a, you know, a defensive guy versus offensive guy in Sean Payton. I think that um, Winston, you know, at New Orleans is not going to play well. I think Bill Belichick's going to have a good game plan for him. New England minus three. I think you take New England, and then you can also take New England minus the points. The lost the LA Chargers will play Kansas City. Kansas City had a big lead on Baltimore and let it go. Kansas City's uh, defense, a little shaky. A little shaky. So if you want to go for an upset pick, I think right now Kansas City is minus seven. I think you take the LA Chargers plus seven. I think the LA Chargers won this game. Then you got the Toilet Bowl, and I can't believe I'm saying that when it's not the Bears. The Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. There's something wrong in Atlanta. They can't figure out how to win. The Giants definitely can't figure out how to win, even though they have Daniel, you know, Daniels at quarterback who can move and do things. Right now, New York Giants are minus three. I don't think they get it done. I think Atlanta wins. You can take Atlanta or take a minus three or plus three. Chicago at Cleveland, we've already talked about. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Pittsburgh. I think Cincinnati has an upside, but their offensive line is still shaky. Um, defense still a little shaky. You know, if you allow the Bears to score 20 points, what's going to happen with Pittsburgh? Now, Pittsburgh on the flip side. Depends how Big Ben plays. Depends how their uh, new offensive line plays. Right now, Pittsburgh is minus three. I think you take that Pittsburgh or minus the points. Miami will play the Las Vegas Raiders. Miami without Tua at quarterback. You got And Vegas is feeling confident and hot. Uh, the Raiders are minus four. I think you take the Raiders and minus the points. Denver versus the Jets. Easy. Denver wins. It's minus ten and a half. Absolutely. The Jets... Terrible. Big game. Tampa Bay versus the LA Rams. Tampa Bay is on a mission to win the Super Bowl. LA Rams are also on a mission to win the Super Bowl. So it comes down to Tampa Bay's offense, and it's going to come down to LA's defense. I think LA has a good enough defense to slow down Tampa Bay. I think the LA Rams with Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay calling plays have enough offense. Right now, LA Rams is plus one. I don't know if you go with the, the point thing. I'm going to take LA Rams as an upset versus Tampa Bay. Seattle versus Minnesota. Minnesota always plays well and then they let it go. I think Seattle just kind of let one slip out of their fingers. They're going to, after a good week of practice, they're going to figure out. Um, Russell Wilson's not going to let that happen again, what happened before with uh, the Tennessee Titans. Right now, Minnesota's plus one and a half. I think you take Seattle and minus one and a half. We've already talked about Green Bay and San Francisco, and we talked about the Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas. So there's my picks. Who's going to win? If you're going to take plus the points, whoever. But I'm going to go by go by who's going to win. So there's my picks. If you go to my bookie and use that code Belly Up Fantasy and double deposit, and you want to use some of these, like I'm going to do the Arizona Green Bay Dallas. Let's go win some money, and we're going to keep track of this, and then I'm going to update it and say what I did, how I did, even in college. Um, and there is our episode. So again, guys, thanks for listening so much. Please like and subscribe and share out. Please go leave it a review on the audio version. Check out the bellyupsports.com uh, and check out everything there. Go check out past episodes. Join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Central Time with me, Brad Miller, and Coach West as we discuss Illinois and college sports. And once college basketball comes, we're going to start doing that. 
You're going to have weekly episodes. Please go check all that out. Please share it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, these will get better, I promise you. But I thank you for sticking with me. Um, go check out all the other sponsors in the description below. And we'll see you guys next time. This is Coach Steve. We are signing off from the Coach Steve Show podcast. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.